Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Do you have the necklace on? There's like a custom bubble necklace that has Emma on it. Can I see it? Oh, Jenna. I never thought I'd be that woman. I am that mom. Such a beautiful name. Thank you. It's also... What does it mean when it's backwards and forwards is the same? Oh, um, uh, palind- palindrome. Palindrome. Oh, God. Phew. Get a, Phew. How many actors does it take to get together and figure that out? I know, but it's not a palindrome. <laughs> it's Emma. not. E-M-M-A. It's not M. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today, I get to sit down with a friend who I have not seen in forever and who I adore and I want to talk all about her motherhood journey with. We go way back. We even played the same role in Waitress, the Broadway musical. We both played Dawn. She played Dawn way ahead of me, and she's far more talented than I am, especially when it comes to musicals. I Adore her, look up to her. She inspires me. She's a wonderful human being. And I am talking about the one and only Jenna Ushkowitz. She is actress and singer known for her role as Tina Cohen Chang on the Fox musical comedy drama series Glee. I was a huge Glee fan. She received a Grammy Award nomination for that. She is also known for her performances in two Broadway musicals. See, I already told you, Steve, I've only been in one. She's been in two. She was in The King and I and Waitress. She is a two-time Tony Award winner for her work as producer of the Broadway musical Once on this Island and the Broadway play The Inheritance. And in 2019, Jenna and her former Glee co-star Kevin McHale launched a Glee rewatch podcast called Showmance that Adam Shapiro and I had the benefit of being guests on. The show went on hiatus in July 2020 following the passing of co-star Naya Rivera. But in September 2022, Kevin and Jenna announced their new rewatch podcast endeavor, and that's what you really missed on iHeartRadio. Jenna married her longtime love, David Stanley, who I adore, on July 24th of 2021, and together they have their daughter, Emma. 
Jenna, welcome to Katie's Crib. You're so impressive. Oh, stop. No, like truly, I can't believe how many things you're doing. And I really want to hear what has stuck and what has fallen apart. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. All of it. (laughs) But let it be known. I, oh God, this is why Instagram is so fucking fucked up because I feel like I've seen you a lot, but that's sad because I actually haven't. Right. In real life. Right. You feel like you know what's going on, but I haven't seen you in two Two, three years? Three years? So Jenna Ushkowitz is an incredible, incredible talent, far more talented than I've ever been. And I am so lucky to say to Jenna, anytime I have my theater company, and I'm like, please, will you come sing for something? And three years ago, she agreed to come sing. We did a duet of the hardest song in the history of the world to sing, which is When He Sees Me, the Dawn solo, which Jenna played years before I played. And you were the person I called, actually, when I got Waitress. And I was like, is it really hard? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was not about to sugarcoat this for you. (laughs) No, you were like, it's the most prop work and pouring and waitressing and coffees and pies and ordering that you'll ever do in your life. But wait, at this IAMA event, I asked you to come sing. We both sang a duet of When He Sees Me. That was March 11th of 2020, and shutdown was March 13th of 2020. And I met your incredible boyfriend at the time, oh my Stanley. Gosh. You were not yet engaged. You were not yet married. You were right. not yet pregnant. And now you have a baby girl. And that night, I was drunk, and I was overstepping my boundaries. And I was saying to David Stanley and you, I was saying to him, you better <laughs> fucking marry this girl right now because she is the catch of a lifetime and get her pregnant and just get this all happening. Is this your memory of this? I I don't remember that part. That may have been you cornered him and I wasn't a part a part of it. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did shortly listen after that, but I thought the pandemic was gonna mess it all up, of course. You know, you're like, my plans are all fucked up. <laughs> when did you get engaged? July 31st of 2020, we got engaged because we got married on July 24th of 2021. Wow. Did you have to do any, like, last-minute changes of the wedding because of, like, COVID shit? Or was it, No, honestly, we had to plan for it because we were planning before the vaccination even rolled out. So we were just like, we don't know. We're going to plan. We're going to do an outdoor event so that we know that, like, at least some people could come, even if it's just family. Yeah, and feel more comfortable, right? Yeah, but then luckily – um, as the vaccine started rolling out was when we were getting into the thick of wedding planning, right? And right. then by July, it was the week we got married was the week that Delta started and people were starting to remask and we were like, oh God, this isn't going to happen. And it was terrifying. And since then, how old is your daughter at this point? She's nine months old. Oh my God. I know. Gemma. I know. I know. It's It happened so fast. <laughs> As soon as you got pregnant, yeah. at what point did the plan go haywire and you learn that you can't plan this? Um, the day I got pregnant. <laughs> no, I I got pregnant very quickly. I was very Yay. lucky. Um, and I had a really great pregnancy. I did. I was very lucky also at that. I was able to stay active and like feel I felt pretty good. Oh, honey, I saw you were bouncing on that fucking trampoline. <laughs> People were And concerned. I want to ask you about that, too. Yeah. No, I mean, you you would know, uh, you know, Glee, you've been dancing and moving your body in musical yeah. theater for 100 years. So yeah. 
most doctors say whatever you did before pregnancy, you can do the whole time. As For long sure. As you're much body, your body aware to know. Did it feel so different during your pregnancy working out in that capacity? Yeah, it did. It started to, I started to slow down. I started to feel my weight, especially on a trampoline when you're kind of like a foot off the floor. You, yeah. You know, I, I feel weightless when I was not pregnant and when I'm doing it. I don't feel like I'm going to fall off. I feel very balanced. But when I started to get pregnant, you know, your brain goes, well, number one, am I doing something that's going to mess this up? Am I hurting her in some way? Am I hurting myself in any way? And am I a, am I a risk for falling? And and my doctor probably, if she saw what I did, would probably be like, don't do that. But I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but the planning, like, of all of it was like – you can't plan for me. You know, I was like, I'm going to bounce all the way through my pregnancy. I stopped at six months. Like at that point, it started to feel like I started to get ligament pain and it started to not feel good anymore. And that's when I was like, okay, done. Like moving on. Yeah. Then what did you do? What did you find your body like leaned into? Yeah. Sculpting. Lots of sculpting. Lots of like lunges and leg because my heart rate would still go with that. And I need that for a good sweat. And um, and yoga towards the end, I would do 10 minutes of yoga a day. That was it. Like, you know, it looked like I was probably moving a lot more on Instagram, but I was, that was it. And then I would lay on the couch for the rest of the day. Tell me about that postpartum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a C-section, so it was a little different. I really waited until like 10, 12 weeks to even get on it, Um, just to like save my body. I was not about to do that and like make things worse. It's fine. Funnily enough, if I'm doing jumping jacks on the floor, I'll pee. If I'm on a trampoline, I won't. So that too much impact. I think, yeah, that you can tell how much um, impact that the the trampoline takes over the floor. I will tell you though. I got pregnant right after my wedding. So I was at wedding late when I got pregnant, which was like a gift for me because I started when I was a little bit smaller than I normally am. Wow. Afterwards, it's like imagining trying to – I'm not and I'm not trying to get back to the place where you began, which I think is insane to begin with. Insane. Trying to get back to my wedding rate? Are you joking? Nobody ever gets real, back that's, to their that's wedding. That's not weight. no, it's no, no. Un, unattainable. No, I don't even know what my wedding weight was, but I sure shit am never going to see that again. No, God, no. Like, I'm glad I have a lot of photos. Um, <laughs> but, but um, my stamina has been really frustrating. It's been really hard to get back there. My body is different. My time and my energy is different. Wow. I mean, God, you just feel like so healthy to me. I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking disaster. How was your postpartum experience when you brought her home? My husband was able to take six weeks off. David Stanley took six weeks off. It was awesome. He understood his role at that point. He understood it was like he takes care of me, I take care of her. In that respect, it was really um, wonderful to have the help. I didn't have to panic, like, what am I going to do when he goes back to work, which when he did, it felt like all my limbs had been cut off. Um, but <laughs> What did you do? Did you have help? No. <laughs> we had a postpartum, amazing postpartum doula that came, but she was only coming, like, she came for that first, like, four weeks, and then we kind of, we stopped working with her, and I, I took off work, so I just, it was just me and her for, like, four weeks. Which was crazy. It was really crazy. Wow. It was special, but it was crazy. Breastfeeding was the hardest thing about it all. And it was because nobody had warned me like how big my tits would get, how yeah. like enlarged, how 
how much it was going to hurt, how often she would have to feed, how I'd be leaking literally everywhere, like the kind of clothes I would have to wear or be comfortable in or not comfortable in. I had this crazy postpartum rash all over my stomach. Wow. You know, amidst all of this, honestly, it was pretty chill. No, but I do think breastfeeding is really like until like now that you've done it for nine months. Don't think about it. It's in such a routine and like your boobs have everything has sort of understands what its job is and it makes what's required and you're like good to go. Exactly. But the first beginning mountain that is breastfeeding until your body and your mind and your hormones like understand you're either overproducing or underproducing and you're engorged or you're empty or you're leaking or you're in pain and until your nipples get used to it you're a fucking disaster and like it's bad nobody teaches you how to pump nobody teaches you like they have amazing lactation consultants that are like you feed this way or show this way but like what if she doesn't on the next day doesn't want to feed that way or she's crying because she's like I refuse this boob but I'll take this boob and you're like I don't know what you want I don't know how to help you but I know you want to eat like it's so in frustrating and like hard hard it's unbelievable it's the hardest thing it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire yes life. yes shocking shocking. Have you been introducing Emma to members of your Glee family, especially Kevin, Mikhail? Like, do you remember how they met? Oh, yeah. So Kevin came over very early on. We were very private. We were very small, obviously, with COVID and RSV and all of the things going around. Um, We we kept it really tight. But, of course, Kevin was able to come over and meet her. He went on a trip. He was all over the place. And he was like, I need two weeks and then I'll be there. He's like, I'm not coming near you until, like, I've – been out of the sure. quarantine. Yeah. Darren and and I did a an iHeart event for our podcast and he came and we were at the iHeart Theater and he brought his daughter and um I brought Emma and so they got to meet, which is so cute. Um it's so crazy. Like we're all having children now. Like Heather Morris obviously was ahead of the curve. She has two yes. boys that are like yes. fully grown. But you know, some of us like Becca Tobin too, who's in Austin, we they haven't met yet either, but they were all around the same age, which is pretty cool. I mean, you're just children having children. You're just high school actor. At oh one yeah, point. yeah. No, half the Glee cast was at my baby shower. <laughs> I also know before you had your baby, you have your dog Bear, Bear, right? Oh yeah, sweet Bear. How is Bear's introduction to Emma? Like every person I talk to is like, no, it's not going to happen to me. The dog is not going to turn into number two. A thousand percent. And has it happened? And how do you feel? Oh, he's number seven now. Yeah. It's so sad. It's the saddest thing. I was thinking about it this morning because he's an old man. He's nine. He was a part of my life, and he was my number one even up until I met David. He was still my number one after David, let's be real. But like, sure, let's be real. You know, but, yeah, yeah, but sure. he, he got persnickety, and he got really upset that he became number two, number three. Um, his house changed. Like, there's lots of changes that happen all at once. They they don't really interact very much just because, like, it's not worth the chance. Nope. Anything could happen, but not that Bear is, like, a vicious dog. But, you know, I've heard stories. You want to set everybody up for success, right? Yes. No, they so you keep them separate. They have separate play areas. Yeah. And he goes to daycare and he plays with his friends. And, you know, we try to like set it so that everybody's happy. But I wasn't worried about it. And then it actually became, I was like, oh, he really is my number three. Like that's just, he becomes much more of a dog than a, than a child. 
I know. It's for people listening who are pregnant right now and have their pets and they can't imagine. It just happens. I mean, it's just so all-consuming. Like being a parent is just, you just don't, does Bear sleep in your bed? No, he, you know, it's funny. While I was pregnant, he started sleeping on the floor by himself, like on his own. It was almost mm-hmm. like he knew he he was training himself. <laughs> it was just so sad. Did you do any of those things like bring home the bloody towel from God, the no. hospital so that he smells it? I don't think that would have changed anything. Oh, yeah. I did that bullshit. It did nothing. My dog still hated my children. <laughs> And the dog still became number seven, sadly. I don't think it would have changed anything. It's not like he was like, oh, this thing came in and that's it. Like, it was over time that I saw him go like, he pees all over our rug now. He's mad. Oh, he's so So mad. mad. He's so mad. What are you going to do about that? Whatever. You'll get a new rug. No, exactly. You put baking soda on, you figure it out. Like, we're in the midst of actually just trying to figure out how to make him feel more involved. And, you know, now that, like, Emma's a little bit older, like, you know, at night when she goes to sleep, we try to hang out with him. He's like, whatever. I don't really want to be near you guys anyways. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so crazy. It's such a wild transition. Yeah. What's the one thing off your registry you couldn't live without? Oh, the Duna. The Duna didn't exist when I had Albie. Oh, what? The Duna, I know, but it existed for Vera, and I had it for Vera, and it was unbelievable. For all of you <laughs> listening, the Duna is an insanely expensive, so yes. have everyone pitch in to get it for you together as a group gift. Most used item. It's a car seat that plops into a stroller. It's a convertible car seat stroller, which doesn't exist otherwise. It's really heavenly because she never liked being strapped, like the motions of being strapped in. And so the less amount of times I had to do that, you're like, thank goodness. Um, But yeah, the amount of stuff that she just didn't use, we didn't, you know, you don't know until you know. Yep. Wait, do you have the necklace on? There's like a custom bubble necklace that has Emma on it. Can I see it? Yeah, people call me Emma all the time. Like, how's your day going, Emma? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you do you love wearing that to publicly display her name? And also, how did you pick her name? I would wear a million things. I have a million necklaces at Zam. I would wear them all at the same time if I could. <laughs> oh, Jenna. I never thought I'd be that woman. I am that mom. You should be. You're so proud of her and proud of her name and proud that you did it and you're doing <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes. It's funny, though. You just like, I'm like, I'm not going to be playing to the stereotypes of all this stuff. I am that woman. I take every photo. I save everything. Like I take the month photos with Etsy numbers with the yep. month and I put it in the calendar time to take Emma's photo. And I have chat books, which is this amazing app that like I, this is not an ad. Um, you drop photos in for every month. So every month you get a book that's sent to you with printed photos and then you have her first year, like all done. Good Lord, I've done nothing. Also, by the way, when she starts talking, someone I'm so envious of, and I, again, I don't do anything. I don't save anything. Um, They write down when she starts to talk, like make a journal of anything funny that she says. That's That's like one sentence or a word that she constantly messes up because I'm forgetting them now and I wish I had written them down. Like the little, you know. Yep, yep, ambulance or whatever. Albie said fuck instead of truck for like a year. It was a (laughs) gift for everybody. It was such a gift. Stop, that's so funny. Wait, so okay, so we picked Emma because. Yes, tell me why. We had the baby names app where you like swipe like a like a dating app because we could not think of a freaking name. I mean, we could not think of a name. This is even before we had conceived. We were talking about it. So there were girl names and boy names. We were we were both hoping for a girl. So we got our girl. And 
were, you know, swiping, swiping, couldn't find anything. And there were like two other names. I can't remember. I don't even remember them now. Um, Emma came up and we were like, I like Emma. And we like, you know, you don't realize how many people you hate until you are looking for a baby name. You're like, Nicole, hater. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Everyone brings up somebody. You're like, it reminds me of ex-girlfriend, can't date, you know, like. <laughs> right. So Emma was somebody who was well-liked. David wanted some kind of historical feeling, background, I don't know, anything. Emma Lazarus, who wrote the poem on the Statue of Liberty. Oh, no way. So there's Emma Lazarus, and then there's also Emma Goldman, who was also from history. And I was like, I know this because of ragtime. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. But for me, it was that her name means universal and it means whole. And I, you know, she like completes our family in some way. And so um, I really liked it. You know, the names come and go, trends come and go. But Emma is a very popular name. And everywhere we turn, there's an Emma. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so great. It's such a oh, beautiful name. Thank you. It's also, what does it mean when it's backwards and forwards is the same? Oh, um, uh, Enneagram? Enneagram? No. No, no, no. That's 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 the test. That's the number for your personality. (laughs) This this is going to show how stupid I actually am. No, me. You know, it's the same Uh, as MOM. Palindrome. 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 Oh, God. God, guys. How many actors does it take to get together and figure that out? I know, but it's not a palindrome. (laughs) It's Emma. E M M A. It's not E M. Oh. <laughs> Do not. I am. This is honestly one of the funniest moments I've had on this podcast. I'm for some reason thinking Emma is like E M M E. Like, why am I thinking that? I have no idea. I was in Mexico City all weekend with my fucking husband for his birthday. There's no excuse for stupidity. (laughs) I don't even need to tell you why. I'm just stupid. No, no, no. No, I'm also hosting the um, Scandal Rewatch podcast, and we were talking about Abraham Lincoln. And I was like, you know, Abraham Lincoln in 1776. Like, what am I? Like, no one give me a job. I am not capable anymore of... Talking. I would do that too. It's okay. Someone just shut down the mic <laughs> and get me out of here so that I people I can save myself. So everyone, Giant. Emma is not a palindrome. <laughs> <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Okay, so I know that you take Emma's photos in the one month, two month, three month, blah, blah, blah. You also have started the kind of tradition of sharing photos of Emma wearing really cute bottoms, like <laughs> turkey design for Thanksgiving, <laughs> Valentine's Day, a dreidel. Is this like another thing? It, it's an accident. It was an accident. It was actually an accident because I buy them because I think they're cute, right? I like they her are so to, cute. to have a little holiday, like first holiday. And the shirts usually say like my first Valentine's Day, my yeah, first sure. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Carter's has them like they're easy to buy yes. and whatever because I've chosen not to show her face on social media this was a way for me to celebrate um, the holidays without like a family photo people know what the holiday is and then I took a photo of her butt and because you can't see it and I was like oh this is perfect and so then I had them and I was like oh I guess I'll just post this for the holiday Oh, I guess I'll just post this for the holiday. And it just happened. Love it. And now I'm stuck. And now I have to do it. Now, <laughs> now you're going to be taking pictures of her butt in different things for the end of time. So you're, you had a great pregnancy. You enjoyed yeah. being pregnant. I did. I really didn't think I was going to have a good pregnancy for some reason. I just thought, like, because of how active I am and, like, how I, like, control of my body, like, but my pregnancy was really great. She was really small. And so um, I stayed pretty small the whole time, um, which was kind of frustrating when people are like, you don't even look pregnant. Well, you're like, well, bitch, I am. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, I still feel like shit. It might not look it. Yes. Exactly. But she, at week... 32, I think, it's when they're like, okay, you're 32 weeks on again, like, you know, ultrasound, she'll flip, she'll flip, don't worry, she'll flip. Everybody's like, my baby didn't flip till 38 weeks, like, she'll flip, don't worry, she'll flip. 35 weeks, 36 weeks, 37, 36 weeks was my doctor's like, okay, so we're going to schedule a C-section just in case. She's probably going to flip, but if she doesn't, it's okay. You might want to try spinning babies, get upside down on the couch, you know, half your body. You go down. I'm like, great, I'll do that. I got in a pool. It was summer. I did handstands. I went in for massages. And by week 36, 36 and a half, I said, you know what? This girl's not turning. I'm going to stop going to massages. I'm going to stop trying to move her. Um, They had scheduled me an ECV. That was basically where they – is it EVC EVC or ECV? I think it's ECV. Whatever it is, it's a palindrome. It's a palindrome. (laughs) 
Exactly. That's right. It's a palindrome. Don't worry. ECVE. Um, where they manually turn this baby. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Oh, God. That sounds horrible. I've never even heard of that. It's only 50% successful. It sound, oh, Sometimes it God. hurts like a bitch. Sometimes it doesn't. I was like, you know, I oh, think no. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So I said, terrible. look, she's stubborn. She's not moving. This is how she's coming. I'm going to enjoy this last week. I'm like, if she turns, great, but I'm not pushing it anymore. So at 37 weeks, five days, we walked into Cedars. We checked in at 12. I had gotten a blowout. I had gotten my nails done. By 1247, that baby was born. Wow, Jenna. Was it? Were you afraid? Had you ever had surgery before? Were you afraid? You felt I wasn't so- afraid until I got on the table. Like, I was fine. I had talked to my friend who took me through every step of what the C-section was going to be like. It helped immensely. You and I are the same. It's like, give me more information. Give me all the information. Totally. Give me all the information. And then I know it. I feel the same way. And then I'm sitting there on the table and they're going to put the the spinal in, you know, where they numb your whole body. And then they're like, okay, we're going to lay you down before you lose feeling in your body. And then they're like, okay, so feel the shoulder. You can feel that, right? You're not numb there. Okay, now we're going to feel your stomach. Does that feel the same? And I'm like, I don't know. They're like, you don't know? And I was like, I kind of feel it. And they're like, okay, we're going to do it again. And they did it again. And like, this is cold. Does that feel cold? I'm like, kind of. And they're like, okay. And I think that was my brain going like, don't let them do it unless you're sure, you know? (laughs) Yes. Sure, 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 sure. Like, I don't want to feel anything. Yeah. Exactly. You're depending on my feeling to tell me if you're ready to like cut into my body. So then they're like, okay, we're going to use it with like a pin or like a a poker and they poked me and then I was like oh yeah I don't feel that and they're like okay great oh good good, good. um it was weird as hell but honestly like at that point she's coming and that's all that you have in your mind within 20 minutes she was out and I was sewn up and we were we were hanging <laughs> oh my god how was the recovery was it brutal no um it wasn't but I also didn't really move that much we slept in our guest room downstairs. We didn't do go upstairs. Like I really listened and I got ahead of the pain. I took the meds like I was supposed to. I really rested and like I'd like to, you know, I wish I had a better story to be like, God, it was so hard and like all this no, stuff. No, I, I love this. I talk about this all the time where like I run up to pregnant women <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to be great. Do you run up to pregnant people all the time? All the time. On Instagram, you posted about your first day away from Emma and getting back to work because I know you guys okay, so you oh, took God. four weeks off. I think you were doing like a photo shoot maybe for, for our podcast Glee, for your new rewatch podcast called And That's What You Really Miss. Thanks for the plug. Um, oh, my God. Everybody listen. I, every, <laughs> everybody do everything Jenna Ashford says. <laughs> um, describe like going back to work. Oh, yeah. We have the most amazing nanny. Um, she loves Emma. Like that – to me as a mom is the most important thing is like he works – my husband works a nine-to-five. Like I have a very erratic schedule. Luckily right now I can be home a lot. But um, to have somebody else that she can attach to, that she knows, that she loves is like the the deepest form of like trust and like security that you could have. So I feel very lucky that we have that available for us and that Emma can have her. Um my work schedule is really easy, actually, right now. Like, a lot of it is Zoomies and lots of it, you know, podcasting from home. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to do that. 
my priorities have shifted and that's okay. Like I don't know when the next like job job I want is and that's okay too. Um, I think I might have to come to me and then I might have to consider like does this feel right? right? But in terms of like events and things, number one, I can't really leave at certain hours because I know she has to eat at that time. That's right. crazy. Right. Um, but also like I'm just embracing it. I'm like, great. I can't be there at 1.30. So sorry, I can't be at your event. Thanks so much. That's just the way it is right now. Yeah, it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to be forever. And it no. is going to be a really short amount of time. And also your priorities – they do shift. Mm-hmm. For work, it's like, it's hard. Like the day that I posted about, I was like, I feel empowered. I'm driving to work on my by myself. I'm able to listen to a pod, like a true crime, because I'm not going to listen to true crime around her. But like, right. you know, like you're just on your own. You're like, this is empowering. Like I can do both. I can do this. And then I got home to learn she hadn't taken a bottle from 10 to 4. And that is devastating. It's just you walk in the door and go, excuse me? And I'm like, I'm glad she didn't tell me in some way because I would have rushed home. Like I would have went, I have to leave. Um, and and that's hard because you're just like, what do you do? What do you do? So it was really um, a tough experience. And it was a learning experience. It's all good. While you were there, you were really enjoying it. And then when you I got was. home, you felt, was it your first, like, did so you feel bad. mom guilt or what did you feel? I felt all of it. I felt bad that I was enjoying. I enjoyed it. I felt bad that she didn't eat because I wasn't there. Like, main thing is like, oh, God, she didn't eat. And like, that's my fault, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. And that's devastating. You're like, oh, does that mess up her whole night too? Like, if she doesn't eat all day, is she going to be awake all night? I'm awake all night. Then that sucks. Like, it's right. a lot of um, feelings. You know, like I know in my brain, like it's not my fault and like I, it's okay to feel this way and like that's not the yeah. case. And I think yeah. that's part of why like I am able to reason with myself and go like it's okay if one day is off. It's okay if this right. is, you know, yes. you know, whatever, if her nap doesn't go well, like whatever it is. Um, I think that's the the biggest like shift for like the control of like, you know, she goes to bed at one and Three and seven, like she doesn't, you know, she sleeps for 30 minutes, she sleeps for 30 minutes, like whatever. It's, right. She doesn't want to sleep too. Right. I know. I feel like us type A people are so like, I remember be. texting with other actors like, it's the 7-11-147. And then like, you know, <laughs> yes. you're like, this nap, this nap. And oh God, it's so, I was so all over that shit with Albie. And then my second, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Is there anything you want to teach Emma that you felt you missed in your own upbringing? Oh, my God. That's really deep, Katie. You just took a turn. (laughs) I think the biggest thing that I didn't learn until I was a little bit older was true, like, self-worth, self-love, body positivity, or, like, not talking badly about my body about myself in front of her. Like they absorb so much of what we do and what we say and how we do it. If I don't check myself, what is she going to do? She's going to emulate her mother. So like I don't want to say like, oh, I can't have that piece of pizza tonight. Like, you know, I'm being good. I'm being bad. Like the good, bad around, especially around food. I don't want to reward her with food and treats and things. And like not saying that my parents did that all the time, but there's definitely something that we are learning now in our day and age of like how kids, you know, see food and themselves and their self-worth and their self-love. So that to me is really important. Not saying that I didn't get that, but, you know. But no, but you're going to be putting attention and yeah, focus. Yeah, and definitely. It's really like important inten- Yeah, just like making it an intentional choice. Um, you recently wrote and narrated a bedtime story called Emma, You Can Be Anything. Yeah. With Storybook, which is an app that provides bedtime stories, infant massage and meditations for kids. Why did you choose to write this story? How was creating the story based on your experiences raising Emma? Oh, my gosh. Um it was amazing. They have an amazing team of writers. They are so family forward. They are wonderful people who have created this app for mothers and parents and grandparents and whomever. So the app is really great. When they've said, like, we'd love to create a story for you for Emma, like, number one, just to have that for her to, to listen to and hear, my, oh, hear yeah. my voice. That's incredible. I'm sitting here being like, how do I do that? <laughs> you can do it. Um, I want to do that. You should. You should. I will put you in touch with them. They are amazing. Thank and you they, <laughs> honestly, uh, we just talked. We talked about the things that were important, the things, that, the way I was raising her, the idea that for me being put into acting as a child and experiencing that I want her to know that she can do anything whatever it is that she wants I will support her however it is she wants to go about it if she wants to change you know that's fine like just supporting her and giving her the chance to choose and to do things and to try things and you don't have to be just one thing 
the theme of the obviously the poem is like you can be anything but she I put her in dance class because she's dancing and then one day she decides she doesn't want to anymore and I'm like great you don't have to try this what do you want to do right you know that the options are there um that she doesn't have to live through me she can live through herself oh that's so beautiful Jenna thanks Katie what advice would you like to give your daughter as she gets closer to her one-year milestone birthday? That's wild. She's going to be one. That's it's gonna be. Wild. It's going to happen in like one second. It's so close around the corner. Uh, it's amazing and devastating at the same time. Oh, my gosh. It's devastating. It goes by too quickly. Yeah, right? But also, it's such a huge pat on your shoulders. I think the one-year birthday is honestly far more for the mom than it is for the I told kid. David, I was like, we're getting a bartender. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give her? Got it. One, it's okay to feel. It's okay to be. It's okay to want. Like, you know, all these things that she's learning around her. It's amazing to see the world through her eyes. To to go through life like that, like, I would want her to hold on to that as long as she can. To hang on to the idea that, like, fresh-eyed, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed thing that we, we get so jaded along the way. I hope she can hold on to that. As long as she possibly can. Oh, Emma. Emma. Finish this sentence. Parenthood is <laughs> wild. That's one we haven't had yet. Oh, really? No, wild is great. And I agree with you. And I think you're doing such a great job. I mean, the fact that mm. you even look together like you've like I was I have a lot of help let's be real here (laughs) no it doesn't even matter I mean I was like so out of my mind I feel like Mm. I did waitress when Albie was seven months old I had a full-time nanny and I was crying every day all night like I was like so did you say were you sad that you missed bedtime every night because I think about taking a job like that and you're like how do you miss that moment every day for like Horrible. <laughs> because it was too new. I mean, when you're a first time mom and your baby is so young, like it's really new mm-hmm. and hard. And even though you feel like, you, like you said, this secret pressure of like, I should be okay. Like right. the baby's nine months old or the baby's eight months old. Right. Like I should have my shit together. Like I should have my body back and my brain back and right. my, my, my chutzpah back to like sure. go. But like it really take took me like two years. I'm not kidding. Mm. And it's okay. I still function. No, sure. And you did Broadway. But But people don't – I think people also, like, you see and then people forget. Like, they come see the baby at four months and it's so tiny and everything is still – you're in postpartum. And then once you're, like, out of that six months, people are like, you got a kid. You're good. You know, like – No. And and it's not that at all. It's not that because then they have a sleep regression and then we're introducing food and then we're introducing, like, walking milk and their body has a reaction (laughs) and you're dealing with first fevers and first colds and you're not good at that yet because you're scared because you've never done it before and you're – how was her first cold? 
Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Her sleep got messed up. She's snotting. Oh, she yeah. doesn't like me rubbing her nose. She hates the yeah, bulb. She, she can't breathe. It's miserable. I hope that we get boogie wipes to sponsor this podcast. God bless. I use it. them every Yeah. Hey, day. boogie wipes. If you're listening, we're all loving boogie Hello? wipes. Can you send us some for free? What the <laughs> hell? I'm living in boogie wipes over here. For those of you listening, boogie wipes are like a wipe, but they have like some aloe saline on them and they're and just made for like, and saline and they're just meant to wipe baby's noses um <laughs> we or the love the not sucker or less. like any of these things <laughs> yeah. call us hello um is there anything that i forgot to ask you or you wanted to talk about that we have not yet mentioned no you really fit a lot into an hour i'm very impressed i'm truly impressed and we even got the biggest laugh that i've <laughs> ever had on this podcast i'm not kidding i will remember that like until the end of time. Everyone listening, the point of today's podcast is that Emma is not a palindrome. <laughs> oh, I am not well. So I left my husband for the first I left my no, I didn't see I guys, I did damage palindrome. my brain is not well. Um okay. <laughs> Jenna Ushkowitz, everyone, you're the greatest, the best. Oh. I need to have you on the podcast again before Happy Emma to. turns two. Yes, because let's I would do like it. to hear about the next year of her life, all the changes and lessons and traditions and new journeys <laughs> we have had in this wonderful journey we are on. I adore you. I love Happy you. Happy almost birthday to yes. you, to bitch. Me. Like, <laughs> to you. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, you know I always love to hear from you. You can always contact me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. I tried. Um, I love you, Katie. That was so fun. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.